Welcome to the Not-For-Profit On Purpose podcast series. This series is designed to help guide you on your journey through the not-for-profit space in terms of all things not-for-profit, including structures, setting up your not-for-profit, how you report, board governance, accounting, and anything else you could possibly think of in regards to not-for-profit. G'day, Justin Hawk from RightSource here talking not-for-profits and governance. And governance in not-for-profit, or governance generally speaking, is really, there's a lot of, it's a toolkit. There's lots of different tools you can use and some of them are very obvious and some of them aren't. And what I wanted to share with you today was one of those tools that I took a long time to realize how valuable it was and how to use it appropriately. So I thought we'd, we'd share that today. What I'm talking about is a skills matrix. Now, what is that? Fundamentally, what, it's what it says. It's a matrix of skills. So it, it's a, basically an inventory of your board and what skills each of the board members have or directors have that they bring to the board. It's a skills matrix. So as my tone expresses, it's like, well, when you think of it that way, I'm not really sure how useful that can be. So you're just writing down what everyone can do. I'm not exactly sure how that's useful. Um, and neither was I. So that's what I want to talk to you. Now, it's more than that. It's an evidence point in terms of how it fits in with a lot of other processes on the board. And by having a skills matrix, I suppose, shows that a lot of other things are working. Like what? So, for example, when you're looking to recruit a new director, this is where a skills matrix comes in very useful because what can happen in recruitment process is you lose a director and without really thinking too hard about it, you just go replace that same director. Whereas that recruitment timing is it is really a time you should be asking, well, what does the board need? Because you might, that director that leaves, might you might already have a lot of their skills covered on the board, but you might have skills on the board that aren't present that is actually a good time to go and recruit them. So skills matrix helps you understand the needs of the board and also in that recruitment process can help eliminate bias and can help you recruit either the diversity or the skills or the cultural experience that you want to bring onto that board. That's the first thing. The second thing that it allows you to do is it really, by making a skills matrix, it helps with the planning process of the board. So it makes you step back and look at the board and say, well, this is what we got, but actually, what is it that we need? So, which is a different question. It allows you to look at the business, your strategic plan, where you're going, and to achieve those objectives for the organization, what skills is, is required to be on the board to give you the best chance of getting there. So that sort of plan, planning contemplation piece can allow you to then see aspects that are missing, which then obviously allows to feed into your recruitment and you can go and find those skills and bring them onto the board. Also in that planning process and understanding what is it that you need can help you um, produce your position descriptions for directors more accurately. So it can help set expectations for the board. So for example, you need directors not only to uh, have certain skills, but also the way they act, um, how they represent the company. These are things that can fall into a skills matrix. A skills matrix doesn't necessarily have to be just about technical skills. It can be about experience. It can be about um, behavioral aspects. It can be about capability. And sometimes that's where I've heard, rather than it be called a skills matrix, I've heard some boards refer to it as a capability matrix. So that way it's really giving a bit more of the essence of what it can be as opposed to just technical skill. 
So in that way, we touched on two points, which is what you need and, and position descriptions. The other thing that then flows into that is if you understand what you need and understand the skills you have, sometimes it's not necessarily looking external for those skills. Sometimes it's a matter of being able to train those that are on the board in terms of the skills that you need. Now, one specific area this happens a lot on is the governance aspect, where it is felt that on the board, you need directors to be aware of governance. Sometimes they come to the board without that experience. Having done this process, you can identify that. And sometimes that experience can be, can be gained just simply through doing training of your existing directors. So that way you lift the capability of your board without having to go through a recruitment process. The last point in terms of how a skills matrix can be used, and this is really taking what we've talked about before in terms of recruitment, understanding your needs, training, position descriptions, that, that adds a lot, of, a lot of rigor to your board and, and the recruitment process. What really supercharges your board is when you then put that in place and bring in, into it a succession planning process for your board and interlink the two. Because in not-for-profits, you tend to have um, a board rotation policy, a limited time that directors are on the board. If you know when directors are scheduled to leave, whether it's in two years or three years, or, or they may, you know, may come to you and say they want to leave sooner, but if you've got that planning in place of, well, when these directors leave, this is the skills gap that we'll have, this is the skills that we need, these will be the types of directors we need, you can start looking for them now. So you can actually get on the front foot with your director recruitment. And so that means if, say, a director leaves that is the, or is planning to leave in two years' time, who's the chair of your audit and risk committee? And you don't have those skills, you can look at it now. So do we have the skills to replace that director as the chair of that committee? And if you don't, and you're two years out from that person leaving, you can go and recruit a director now that you can bring up to speed that could potentially have those skills in place. So when that director leaves the board, you have someone to bring on straight away. There isn't this gap where all of a sudden you're without a chair for three or six months until you find somebody. You have them straight away. You have that continuity and that really supercharges your board. So and in terms of the skills and the, what it can deliver to your organization. So when I now look at boards and when I come into new organizations especially, and I look at what they've got in place, where they have a skills matrix in place and it's working and it's effective, to me that's an evidence point. They're actually a long way down the path of having very effective governance on their board because that tool in itself may seem a bit, you know, a bit simple, but the fact that it has to blend into all these other processes on your board and the governance of having a strong board is why a skills matrix is a very valuable tool to any board, whether it be not-for-profit or for-profit. So that's a little bit of a sharing of governance tools and specifically skills matrix. Hope you found that interesting. If you liked what you heard today, feel free to subscribe to the podcast series. And if you'd like some more information, check me out on LinkedIn. I'm happy to connect and answer any questions you might have. Otherwise, thanks for listening. It's Justin Hogg from RightSource.